When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're sitting here at 3-1 and one feeling pretty good, especially after Anthony Davis coming out hot 40-20 and 20 and three quarters. It's Ethan Noroff, and I'm joined by my man J.C. DeLeon on today's Hoopball Lakers podcast. J.C., how are you, baby? As good as the Lakers? I'm doing very well. <laughs> it's hard to complain with a 3-1 and one start, although you could say the Lakers could be 4-0 if they didn't have that opening night loss to the Clippers. Obviously a game where they were not at their best, but the Clippers are still a damn good team, even without Paul George currently in the lineup. The Lakers have come out much better since then, and they look fully fueled up. So you know they got to be a, a subscriber to our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. So this podcast, like all of our shows, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check them out at their website at hawaiianisles.com or on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. You can also follow them on Twitter at H-I Kona Coffee, and you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ethan underscore Noroff. JC, where can they find you? At JC Deleon one we make it easy over here. And, of course, you can follow us and the show at the Hoopball Lakers handle. We appreciate you coming back and talking about the Lakers' hot start with us. Kyle Kuzma's on his way back. He'll be back on the floor Friday night when the Lakers try to go 4-1. and one. LeBron James has looked both good and bad in the first handful of games. Rajon Rondo still has to work his way back into the mix. And we're taking a look at where the Lakers stand as a result of all of that. So, JC, where are we going to start, man? Um, we can start with the uh, Rondo where he's going to fit in. All right, Rondo where he's going to fit in because that's the next big injury question, right? Anthony Davis and this shoulder thing. I, I think it's just a big to do about nothing. I-, I think because I don't know how a guy who has a bum shoulder, I mean a truly bum shoulder, goes out and drops forty and twenty overnight. But by the same token, when he was on the floor, which seemed to be every other play last game, he was having guys help him up by his left hand only. So even before we get to Rondo, you know what? I got to cut myself off. I got to cut you off. <laughs> I got to throw etiquette all out the window. We got to do this AD no, thing, man. That works. This this is the this is the shoulder that everybody's talking about. Should we be worried about it? I don't think so. Um, the way in which they said it was aggravated, I I was remember watching the play when they were playing Charlotte. It was when. He caught an offensive rebound under the basket, and initially he thought maybe the basket was closer than, than he thought it was, so he went up to dunk it, and then it ends up being further away, and he sort of spread commercial dunked it a little bit. I, th- oh, I thought beautiful he, reference. I love that. Yeah. I thought he hurt his hand, because uh, the way he, when he went down, he was kind of grimacing, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, and I thought he hurt his hand the way his hand bent backwards, and they said that's where he aggravated his shoulder. Um, mm. And so I didn't really see how he could have aggravated his shoulder from there, but that, that seems just like a weird fluke thing that'll sort of it'll write itself at some point he'll probably if you know we have Kuzma coming back on Friday 
you got to figure one of these games, even though there's no back-to-backs, they might rest uh, Anthony Davis at some point. I feel like with Kuzma coming back, you want to see as much of the, the unit together as you can, so maybe he'll play that game and maybe rest in San Antonio, which would be a bummer for me. But, uh, yeah. Well, and that's this is the hard thing for me, right, is because it seems to always be these little fluke type of injuries with Anthony Davis. It's never anything like he has a chronic knee concern or worried about his elbow or something like that. But it's all these little bumps and bruises that just seem to pop up out of nowhere. So Anthony Davis, you know, in case you missed it somehow because you're living under a rock in the Lakers' fourth game of the season, but in case you missed it, Anthony Davis was a non-issue about 90 minutes before tip-off of for game four then all of a sudden he was going to be a game time decision he has shoulder soreness we're worrying about what happened when it happened how it happened all of these things and then about 20 minutes after that we said just kidding he's good to go comes out with the black kinesio tape all over himself Mm -hmm. proceeds to drop 40 and 20 including 26 of 27 from the foul line in all of three quarters so that's where we're at with anthony davis and that's 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 my concern man is how many more times is anthony davis going to go back to the locker room with some sort of minor bump or bruise and one of these times, is it going to turn out to be something larger, right? That's what Lakers fans are holding their breath on because, honestly, JC, my biggest takeaway of these first four games, LeBron's Lakers have needed Anthony Davis to become a true contender, and that's a hell of a sentence. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but Anthony Davis and his injuries is something I brought up on my, my solo recording where that's obviously a concern. It was a concern I had before he became a Laker and obviously afterwards, but to really look at the numbers, last season was a bit of a uh, was a bit of an outlier just because of the whole trade debacle. He played 58 games last year. The three seasons before that, he was averaging 75 games, and so I feel like he's over this current. I mean, he'll he'll have he'll have bruises and bumps every now and then. He seems to take them a little more seriously than most NBA players do. But I feel like he's going to benefit from being LeBron's teammate in, in the way he trains and how how healthy he's been throughout his career. And so I'm, I'm hoping that's the case at least. Well, I think, too, he'll definitely benefit from having LeBron alongside him, right? He won't be the focal point all the time, even if he is most of the time in this scheme. So that will definitely be a benefit. For now, it looks like the Lakers have escaped any kind of major cause for concern because there's a lot to like about the Lakers on the defensive end. On the offensive end, let's just say it's a work in progress. But on the defensive end, Anthony Davis is pretty, uh, pretty much essential to what they're trying to do, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's a good time where we can remind everybody that we have featured content over at Hoopball. And so if you're looking for a good piece of Lakers written content, man, I got the thing just for you. The Lakers long-term plan conflicts with Anthony Davis' optimal usage. Hoopball's Mike Passador digs into the Anthony Davis Ad Center conundrum in Los Angeles. How do the Lakers keep their superstar big man healthy while also using his skills to win games in the optimal way? Check out all of our team coverage articles by clicking on the team coverage link at HoopBall. That's hoop-ball.com. And if you are somebody that's looking to break into the industry and you want to get your name on a byline, you know where you can find us. No other platform like this. Join a growing platform and get a foot in the door. Let us know by shooting us an email at the team over at HoopBall. That's teamhoopball at gmail.com. All right, we do it all over here. JC, are you are you tired just hearing about that? Are you exhausted <laughs> after we just ran those three laps? I am, for sure. I actually man, just man, finished we... with the, the live Wednesday show and then rolled right into this. <laughs> 
man, we keep it cranking over here. So whatever kind of content you guys subscribe to, podcast written content, a little bit of both, you want to dip your foot in both swimming pools, you know, we're not here to judge you. We're just here to please you. So come on in and join us. And I think with this Lakers team, it's going to be a lot of fun because this is a true contender. This isn't a team we've had in the last several years. We wanted to call ourselves a pseudo contender last year. But the reality is this Lakers team just wasn't really there. And I think with AD on board, he's really announced himself as the number one guy on this team. I mean, I ran up Twitter poll from our from our Twitter account at Hoopball Lakers before the season started and I said, you know, who who is a Laker who is a Lakers best player? Is it LeBron James or is it Anthony Davis? So JC, what do you expect that our, our listener said? Um they probably said Anthony Davis coming in. You know, and, and I would say that most of them did actually agree with you. 63% of the voters, we had 200 plus voters, 63% of these voters uh, were in favor of Anthony Davis to LeBron James. And I think that's the thing is that we never played basketball in a vacuum, so it has to be complimentary. And boy, AD and LeBron look like the perfect one-two pairing. I do think it, in talking about Mike's article and this AD at center thing, you know, we've gotten these reports that he's supposedly warming up to the idea of playing center. And until it comes from Anthony Davis, man, I I, I just don't consider it really news anymore. Do you? Not really. And and I And I do feel like... It, while not a solution, uh, Dwight Howard's surprisingly good play, I think, is going to help alleviate some of this. I think. Oh it, man, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, which is which is another thing I talked about in my solo recording, where I think combined, if Dwight Howard and Javale McGee could combine into you know both playing twenty twenty two minutes, if they can collectively get fifteen to eighteen points and also that many rebounds, I think that's pretty much what you want. And even in looking at the per 100 possessions and the offensive and defensive ratings, so offensive rating for Anthony Davis is 120. His defensive rating is 90. Almost identical to that is Dwight Howard's at 122 for offense and 90 for defense. So you're pretty much getting the same production without the, in, in half the minutes from Dwight Howard as you are getting from Anthony Davis. I think that's uh, that's what everybody wants to see, right? Is that you want to see that they have the the ability to fulfill those center minutes and not be solely reliant on Anthony Davis. But you know, I think I can agree, and I think we can agree on this: is that the Lakers were a team built to have Anthony Davis at center. Oh yeah. I mean, look, that that is this NBA is a perfect use of his skill set. The LeBron AD pick and roll all day, every day with spacers and shooters out on the floor. You can do a lot of things with that lineup. But Anthony Davis has to himself warm up to the idea. And in a free agent year, yes, I'm going to say it because, yes, it still exists. We can't assume anything. And if Dwight Howard's presence on this team and Anthony Davis walk here isn't a firm reminder of that, I don't know what is. So we have to be invested in the player as well. Rob Palinka looks at his primetime players as partners. He's made this very, very clear. He's been articulate on the subject on a number of occasions. And so Anthony Davis is a partner in this. So he has to also be bought into the idea. And I think over time, eventually, especially as we get closer to the playoffs and it's time to hunker down, he will be. But I think there's legitimate concern about the bumps and bruises in the interim. And until that happens, Dwight Howard is going to be there. JaVale McGee is going to be there. Although if it were up to me, I would be playing Dwight Howard more than JaVale McGee right now. Would you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's I think that's the surprising thing, right, is that a lot of people didn't expect much, if anything, from JaVale last year, and he surprised a lot of us. And now this year, I think the expectations might have been overshot 
in part because of what they paid him to return, but also in part just because I think of what we saw in limited spurts last year. It's different being the guy instead of one of the guys, even at a specific position, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's where we're at with the center position. And I think if Anthony Davis can play for now – 10 to 12 minutes of his nightly 30 to 35, you know, probably closer to 32 to 35 at center. The Lakers have to be thrilled with that. More realistically, I think the ask should be probably anywhere from 8 to 12, but we'll see how it shakes out and how this team continues to take its identity, especially as as uh, Kyle Kuzma returns. But before we get into all that, we got to come back to Rondo, man. I know I totally sabotage you on Rondo oh. being interjected back into this lineup. So what do you think? What's your take on Rondo? This team's already got point guard problems in terms of who to play how to play him, when to play him, because you can't combine all three of those guys into the same player, even if it would be nice to do so. And Frank Vogel has been very vocal about his plan for Rondo, 25 to 30 minutes where he starts or comes off the bench. So what's it going to be with Rondo, man? So I I think it's to to basically just look at what Avery Bradley's production has been and to see how that compares to what Rondo could be. And so Avery Bradley right now is 9.3 points a game. Point three assists and three rebounds. So right off the bat, you know that Rondo's going to give you way more assists. He's going to get you way more rebounds. Um, and Avery Bradley is shooting 30.8% from the three-point line. And so that's probably about where Rondo is. And so if you, you plug and play, you figure maybe it might eat into LeBron's assists a little bit. But that, that might only serve to help him in the end. And so I, I feel like he'll be a pretty natural fit coming in. Yeah, I mean, look, it's very clear that not only Frank Vogel, but LeBron, Anthony Davis, there are a lot of people who value Rondo's input, right? We talked about this. And I think the reality is, too, we can't truly assess the point guard picture until Rondo is able to get on the floor because we could sit here and say, oh, Quinn Cook this, Alex Caruso that, Avery Bradley this, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, until Rondo enters that picture, especially with the significant role that Vogel has in mind for him, it's all going to change. Based on what we've seen so far, here's what I can tell you about the point guard position. I would love to combine Quinn Cook and Avery Bradley into the same player, mm-hmm. right? One for offense, one for defense. I would love to have Alex Caruso on the floor more often, but I can't tell you yet at the expense of who, unless it's Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And I know that Rajon Rondo is going to throw all of it off because he will play a significant role does that clarify anything for you uh no i'd agree yeah and exactly and i feel and i don't think that really clarifies anything for the lakers at the point guard position as well i think they're making their bet that rondo will help but i don't think that they know for sure that that's a winning bet in terms of stabilizing that position and jc if you know where i'm going with this that is what we call a segue because you know i'm already going to make have to make a bet on the lakers based on rondo's return and we're going to see how it shakes out from there okay the lakers have been a fun team to take the uh take a side on this year just as a quick uh advice piece from me to you the listeners right jc we always like to get in a little piece of something something oh so, yeah okay. for sure <laughs> come on man that's how we got to do it here and you know i think the biggest thing is with this lakers team one of the things that we're wondering right one of the things that we have yet to see you and i talked about it just before we started this recording is we have yet to see that version of lebron james we have yet to see the king come out and and truly sit on his throne mm-hmm. and When the first game happened and the Lakers obviously lost to the Clippers by 10 points, one of the things that I said in talking about it with some friends is that, look, I was hoping that the Lakers intentionally force-fed Anthony Davis to A, sort of make a point, but also B, I think LeBron James is one of those guys who very 
obviously at times and sometimes too much so takes a step back before he takes a step forward in other for other in order for other guys to get established and I felt like that's what was happening with Anthony Davis in game one it's not that LeBron had a terrible game one but he didn't have a great game one by his own standards and since that time there has been a bit of a transition he's been more aggressive at times he's definitely picking his spots right now but after so much time off I think a lot of people expected him to come out with a fury that we have not yet seen from him. And so is he just waiting for his moment or is this the beginning of those gray hairs in his beard matching up with father time? (laughs) Um, I feel like it might just, he might just be kind of pacing himself. He's, he was one of the first to really believe in the seasons, a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that just might be a little bit of what's going on. He had uh, a much longer break than he than usually he averages used to average 133 days in between um, rest in the seasons. This se- this year he had 208 days, which is almost six full months. And that's um, incredible. Yeah, and so if anything, I, I think that helped him heal up the groin a little bit, and you're not really going to see an issue there. But he, yeah, he might be just a tad out of shape for for his standards. And it's definitely possible. I mean, for a guy who eats an apple as a as a piece of dessert <laughs> and calls it a cheat, you know, I don't know what out of shape really means, but I can tell you the Chinese food that's on the way to my house right now will give you the same story that I will, <laughs> which is that I enjoy my food. So I think where we're at with LeBron is I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, right? I think we've seen it too many times from him. I think he has the track record of excellence, obviously. So I'm inclined to agree with you. But the only thing that I will say is there have been a couple of times where it has looked like LeBron has tried to get going downhill and he has not quite made it. And so I'm questioning some of the lateral movement more than the straight up and down in order for him to really get started. He's got a lot of miles on those tires. And I don't care how good you are, how great you are, even the all-time best eventually slow down. So I'm not betting against LeBron, but I'm not entirely convinced that it's only maintenance for the sake of maintenance at this point. I think maintenance might become a part of the routine, and that's something we have to become adjusted to. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the Lakers are 3-1. and one. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are a duo I still wouldn't bet against in any seven-game series. Kyle Kuzma's on his way back, which will be a tremendous help. And Rajon Rondo, it doesn't seem like he's that far behind. This Lakers team is a little bit deeper than people give it credit for. But this top-heavy roster, if it does sustain an injury or an absence over an extended period of time, it will be a real challenge to keep up in a loaded West, right? This Western Conference is off to a crazy start. You got the Suns out here putting a beat down on teams like the Warriors. You've got teams like the Kings 0-4, but then you've got teams like the Jazz with Mike Conley doing nothing sitting at the top of the conference. So it's been a weird way to start. And I think as we continue to move forward, we're going to see some of these teams sort of equalize, find out who they are and their identities, including the Lakers. But if everything remains equal in terms of talent, injuries, expectations, the Lakers are going to be up there. The, the Lakers have a legitimate chance to finish as a top three seed. And when's the last time we've been able to say that, JC? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, you know, we talk about um, Kuzma being able being able to come back, Rondo being able to come back as well. I think if you figure Rondo comes back to move Avery Bradley to the bench, and now off the bench you've got Kuzma, Avery Bradley's probably more suited to come off the bench. That bolsters the you know that bolsters the the backups and that was one of the big uh, weak points that was exposed in when they played against the clippers and so yeah that's only going to serve to help everything 
Can I just say that I, I love Avery Bradley's on-ball defense. I, I love the tenacity. I love that he wants to get his Patrick Beverly on and really be that guy. But if I have to watch him take another 20-footer only to come up short, I'm going to ask him why he ever moved in <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, and that's where Kuzma is going to be really valuable, to be the scorer off the bench. And you figure, to look at the whole second unit, I've noticed that when the second unit comes in, their focus is on defense because there's not a whole lot they can do offensively. And they've, they've been, they've, for the most part, they've been pretty successful defensively, that second unit. And so, yeah, I think when you add a score in there, Avery Bradley's used to starting. If he shifts to coming off the bench, that's, that only served to help them there. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it'll make them even deeper. One of my only hopes before we get out of here is that Frank Vogel tightens up some of these rotations and figures out the five-man combinations that work because, woof, some of them have been rough. If I got to watch another two-man pairing of KCP and Quinn Cook in the backcourt chucking up brick after brick, I'm going to lose my mind. There are some combinations that definitely shouldn't be in there at the same time, like KCP and Quinn Cook. Like you said, um, I've... I've, I really liked what Troy Daniels gave us in the first game and in the third game. He's a little bit more inconsistent than I think, but his his stroke is beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I feel like if he's able to find a little bit more of a foothold to maybe be like an 11th man, I think that he'll be really valuable there. It's so interesting because, you know, all, all most NBA fans know about Troy Daniels, that he can shoot the ball. And to be honest with you, that's most of what I knew about him prior to him joining the Lakers. But he showed me that he's a little bit more than that. And yeah. I, I don't know that he's ever received the opportunity to be more than that because in this league, like in many others, once you are shoehorned as that guy, people only want you to be that guy. Yeah. So Troy Daniels is a guy I'm interested in and I think could even take part of what was intended to be Mary, maybe Jared Dudley's role this year. Maybe, yeah. I, 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 as, as a joke, sent out a tweet when KCP was having his uh, major shooting struggles. I said, whatever it is that the Lakers think that KCP does, it seems as though Troy Daniels does it better. And uh, yeah, I, I know one's a guard and one's a forward, but I, I hope that Troy Daniels does find a way to, to get a little bit more minutes. Well, KCP's been really struggling, obviously, and if he doesn't turn it around, I think he's a guy who could have his playing time squeezed out because Alex Caruso is a difference maker for this team. I'm going to say mm-hmm. it. One of my best friends is going to love hearing it. He's a different – I mean, every time he gets put into the game, something good is happening. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know exactly what it is that he brings to the table. If if you put all the data in front of me and said, show me where Alex Caruso makes a difference, I'd point to my heart and I'd beat on it and I'd say that's the difference, <laughs> Yeah. very honestly. And, and that's, that's the thing is the Lakers need guys who play with that energy in order to redirect their fire and focus at times because when you have a team that's built like this around two stars, both of which can go into dominant isolation scoring modes, it's easy to stand around. It's easy to watch and expect, and that cannot happen with this Lakers team. Yeah, the the easy comparison, I think, for other LeBron fans who might be new to watching this Lakers squad is uh, maybe Matthew Delvadova. Think of that, but Caruso's more skilled and more athletic than Delvadova. Oh, yeah, but I don't even think that's a comparison. Adela Vadova somehow walked out with over $10 million a year. So, Alex Caruso, if you think your payday just showed up, it might just be around the corner, my guy. Yeah. You know? All right, JC, so before we send them on their way, anything we're looking for on Friday as the Lakers prepare for their next one? Mm, I, other than I mentioned uh, you got to figure that yeah, there's no back-to-backs, but there might be a rest game at some point for, for the, one of the two stars. And you got to figure the first one up for rest would be Anthony Davis because of his shoulder. Hopefully it's not on Sunday when, when they play the Spurs because I'll be at that game. <laughs> but uh, Oh, beautiful. I but, love I mean, it. But if he's got a rest, I certainly understand. Um, I, at the very least, hope LeBron plays, obviously. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, you, there's a term that some sports radio shows use called scheduled losses, and it's it's a term I really. Oh, I know hate. it well. Yeah, I hate thinking about it, but I mean, you got to figure at some point back to backs are going to start coming, rest is going to start coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the Lakers have had the Lakers have had a lot of good fortune early in the season in terms of the way their their games have been paced out. But that pacing guide is about to pick up, and I think the most interesting thing for Friday that I'm looking forward to is not only LeBron James versus Luka Doncic, but how about Kristaps Porzingis versus Anthony Davis? You uh, oh. looking forward to that? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. Kristaps has been uh, he's one of the guys I like watching. He's been playing well so far. You know, I think he's been playing very well, better than people have expected from him, especially coming off of that full year off. And so up. Lakers are going to look late, yeah, bulked up a little bit, and the Lakers are going to keep the look to keep the momentum rolling. Go in, uh, go in at three and one. Hopefully, come out at four and one because the difference between four and one on the road versus three and two on the road can psychologically take a major toll, even though it's just one game. So, as a reminder, you can always subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts at the Hoopball Lakers Pod five-star review leave us your feedback you know we love to hear from you you can follow us on twitter at hoopball lakers you can follow jc on twitter jc tell him again at jc dillion one don't make a mistake add that one in at the end and as always i'm your man ethan noroff find me at ethan underscore noroff n-o-r-o-f friday hopefully a win lakers ride into the weekend feeling good and then we'll come back at you with the next one until that time we out This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.